No more excuses, Susan. Our motto is do the damn thing. I'm Ashley McKenna, CEO and founder of Enrich Life by Design, creator of the MYDB community, and your host of Do the Damn Thing Radio, a podcast dedicated to inspire you to take action and make shit happen. From my own personal experience and the experiences of others, each episode will empower you to step out of your comfort zone, stop making excuses, and provide a fresh perspective so that you start getting what you want in this life. Whether it's getting fit, eating clean, leveling up in your business, or becoming well-rounded in every aspect of your life, I will provide you with an opportunity and actionable steps to create healthy, sustainable habits that will get you massive results and create an even greater impact. It's time to become more effective. Are you ready? Let's do the damn thing. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Do The Damn Thing Radio. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm super excited to have you on today. And this episode is specifically designed for any of you that are looking to start a side hustle. Maybe you're already an entrepreneur, but you're lacking a little bit of something, something when it comes to making those sales and closing those sales. So who I have on today is a very special friend of mine. His name is Johnny Anton. A-N-T-O-N. He is a sales guru. His program is the Coaching Sales Accelerator where he helps high ticket companies. And I'm talking high ticket companies like $20,000 or more type companies when they're selling a product or service. Um, But he helps these companies um, obliterate sales. He helps them go from seven figures to multiple seven figures, eight figures a year. Um, He's all about transformations and that internal state. He also runs a nonprofit called Through You. Um, All of this information is in the write-up. I will also have his social media links in there for you so that you can check him out. Johnny is just one of a kind. He truly understands his gift and he understands that it's a disservice if he doesn't share his gift. So if you are in sales of any kind and you are struggling, I highly suggest that you reach out to Johnny and ask him your questions and I guarantee you will find the answers that you're looking for. So without further ado, we are going to dive in with Mr. Johnny Anton and I hope you guys really enjoy this episode. Hey Johnny, how's it going? Hey Ashley, I'm doing well. How are you? Good. I am super pumped to have you on today. So, hey guys, Johnny and I actually met through one of my mentors who is amazing and we've been building so many wonderful things to help all of you in business. Um, But Johnny and I, we actually connected pretty much right off the bat. I had to drive his ass to an Airbnb. So we we had some time to chat and then we spent a couple of days working together and creating something really amazing. So I wanted to bring him on here today because he is a sales freaking guru. And with everything going on in the world right now, I think that now is the time to really make sure that you are putting yourself in a position to learn a new skill set so that you can come out of this, you know, 10 steps ahead of the other guy. Um, So I am super excited to have John on with us today. So yeah, wanted to just give us a little bit of your backstory. Thanks so much for having me, Ashley. It's It's an honor to, you know, add as much value as I can. One of my mentors, Rod Cleef, who I work with just to, to help him with his programs um, are, uh, you know, just 
one of the things he teaches me is that I'm only as successful as the amount of value that I add to others. So it's certainly an honor and privilege to be here serving your community. And uh, I hope that people get a lot out of this episode because I'm going to bring the goods. <laughs> well, I'm excited. I can't wait. I've actually been wanting to uh, get under your skin here for the last little while and like learn all the things and all the tips and tricks. So I'm, I'm just glad that you and I have been able to to meet and make a connection and become friends. And again, thank you so much for coming on here. I know that you are insanely busy. So the fact that you're here with me today, spending, you know, an hour of your time, I'm, I'm excited to pick your brain. So yeah, we should just dive right in. I want you to share just a little bit of your backstory. Tell the people who you are, where you're from, what you do, all the goods. Yeah, cool, cool. So um, an interesting thing about me is, uh, so I was born and raised in Detroit. Michigan and uh, my family are actually you know I, I look white people just think I'm American or Irish or Greek or Italian or whatever but uh, <laughs> my family are actually refugees from Iraq and they came here in the 80s and uh, they were escaping religious persecution because we're uh, you know a small Christian population there's only one million of us in the whole world mm -hmm. and so my first language is Aramaic it's actually not English and uh, I know it trips people out because I'm like this ancient Mesopotamian dude that just looks like <laughs> a normal American, like Irish, Greek, Italian dude. So that usually trips people out. But why that's important is because a lot of my work ethic and my mentality comes from seeing my mom come from Iraq and work in a liquor store from the age of 14 all the way to 45. She worked, you know, nearly 30 years for 18 hour days in a liquor store in the worst area in Detroit. And, uh, you know, I grew up really, really fast. And I realized that I didn't want to be in a position where my mom had to be surrounded by so much crime and negativity. And pessimism was something that got created for her and being a victim in her environment. So victimization was a theme that had to be conquered at a very young age, because I knew if I had to be a was going to be a victim of my environment that it was really going to affect my future and so a little background on me and then you know I, I went off to work on wall street did not like that it was very cutthroat industry felt like it contributed a lot to why the financial crisis happened in 2008 so ethically it wasn't something that i agreed with and coming from a middle eastern family you're either a doctor a lawyer or you're disowned yeah. And so when I told my parents that I no longer wanted to be a doctor, they were so confused <laughs> and just upset about it. What it do you mean? <laughs> yeah. So they, they, you know, immigrants just in general, you know, especially for Middle Eastern immigrants, they relate financial security to something that's guaranteed. And for them, doctors and lawyers and dentists were, you know, individuals that were guaranteed a good income and you know how things were going when I shadowed doctors and dentists they just didn't seem like they were entirely happy with how their life was going they were making good money but it didn't seem like they actually had the body of their dreams the lifestyle of their dreams so I just took all these notes as time went by and I started to study successful people in different sectors and I really asked myself do I really want their lifestyle and do I really want to live the days that they go through? And so, you know, I took a one-way trip to San Diego. I packed a bag. I totally terminated all my Wall Street offers and came out to California in 2013 with absolutely no plan. And I applied to like a hundred jobs and 
I went to a very prestigious university and I had high marks, but with finance and consulting, it was all in the, in Chicago or in the East coast. And so there was nearly like no jobs on the West coast for fresh out of college, uh, you know, students like myself that wanted to get into finance and consulting. And so I just applied for a sales job at this company called fortunebuilders.com. And I had no idea what I was getting into. I literally just took the job because it was in the same beach town that I was living in. And I'm like, huh, I can go to the beach. And if the job stinks, I could always just leave after six months and just see what's, see, see what like I can do in it. Yeah. So I took the job and, you know, you know, seven years later, you know, I've, I've developed this skill that's, you know, helps people really change and transform the results of their company. And that company sold real estate coaching. And uh, what I got present to was how amazing sales actually is and how society and prestigious universities put sales on a very low totem pole when it comes to advancing in your career. It's like among the, the, the least requirements that you have to have in order to get in and break into sales. I think you just need a bachelor's degree or maybe just a high school degree in most companies just to, just to get in at sales. Mm -hmm. And so uh, there was a lot of self-image issues that I was going through about myself having gone to this amazing university and learning how successful people are in hedge funds, private equity, real estate. And here I am. I'm in the lowest totem pole of what my university and my colleagues thought were, was where I was at. And it turned out being one of the best decisions of my life because I realized that everything comes down to sales and everything is sales. When yeah. you're going to a doctor, even if I was going to be a doctor, I was really just going to diagnose people and sell them on, uh, sell them on a, a, a diagnosis and give them a prescription. If I was an attorney or a lawyer, like my parents wanted to, I was just going to sell them on a retainer package. Right? So I, I quickly realized that everybody really is in sales and sales is the most important skill set for being successful in life. And for anybody watching this and hearing about my backstory is like, now is the time to absolutely become obsessed with sales and mastering it because you could take ownership of your finances. And when you have ownership of your finances, you can have more choices. I'm not saying that money makes you happy, but what money does is it gives you choices and opportunities and units like opportunity units, like my colleague and mentor Mark Lack says, it gives you opportunity units where you can make more choices and have more opportunities to do more things. And so now is the time to learn this skill set and master it while you're at home and spending eight, 10, 15 hours a day, whereas you would typically be outside or watching a, a lot of movies or, or going out to the bar. Like now is the time to start picking up skill sets while people are quarantined, complaining and, and perceiving this as a loss. Like now is the time to reframe your mindset and focus on what you can learn and grow in. And so I, that's a little bit about my backstory and just to let people know some of the results I've produced just so they know, you know, why I'm so passionate about this topic and why I feel like everybody should develop this skill set is I went from dialing 840 times a week to wanting to quit eight times at fortunebuilders.com to 
basically breaking down in tears to, at my sales director's office saying that I can't do this to him telling me he absolutely believes me and crushing two $25,000 coaching clients uh, moving forward the following week to making my first $5,000 paycheck in a single week to then breaking every single company record that was existent in that eight year company. And they were making 80 to a hundred million dollars a year. They were a very established company. So to have a 23 year old kid that knew nothing about sales come in there and shatter every record, they had never seen it before. And I was so blessed and humbled because everybody around me taught me everything I knew. I would, I would be obsessed with, you know, learning every possible part of this business and how to get so good at influencing people. And I started reading dozens of books a month. I used to read 10 to 15, up to 20 books a month for an entire three years that I was there because Fan Merrill, our CEO, just said that you want to get anywhere, you got to read 10, 15, 20 books a month. The average CEO reads 50 a year. And so I just had the most massive growth I've ever had. I read more books in three years and did more coaching programs and mentorship and masterminds than you know, my previous 10 years growing up and studying. And so I know I'm giving you a long-winded answer for the viewers, but man, it's just been a freaking amazing ride. I've done over 25 million in personal sales in, in high ticket coaching offerings for other people for 20, 30, 40, $50,000 packages. Uh, I've changed over 6,000 lives. I've been on the phone for over 10,000 hours and I've really fell in love with the transformation that happens at the other end of the phone with prospects when you can alter for them what's possible in their life and their families and that the program and product and service that the company's offering that I was a representative of is something that can really change their life for the better, can equip them with the tools to live life on their terms, not have to go to school, get a job, work for somebody else their whole life and never retire, actually break that cycle of poverty and break that cycle of what we thought 50 years ago was the American dream that we've totally realized was absolute bullshit. And, you know, so long story short, I've gone off on my own five for five years with my company coaching sales accelerator. And I've helped uh, seven figure entrepreneurs get to multiple seven and eight figures at their events, their three day and two day workshops and help their back ended phone sales team scale out and grow and teach sales from, the new paradigm of sales, which is not always be closing from the old paradigm, but always be giving and leading with a helping hand and giving people an irresistible offer within your process that adds value to them, that builds the law of reciprocity, and then allows them to deepen their trust and share vulnerably about your life like I have today with you guys so that they know that you authentically care and that you have this deep-seated connection and you have their back and you have their best interests in mind and that the product and service that you're offering is not something that they have to do and that you're attached to them doing but that you're committed to them seeing what's possible and getting them to think bigger and break the barriers of their limitations that they place on themselves and get them to step outside their comfort zone and really truly own their fucking power. And that's what I do with people. And, and, and it's a blessing and I live every day like it's God's gift and that I get to live this fulfilled life where I know I'm a contribution to the universe. And I sleep so well at night because I know I put everything I had on the line because it was all about other people and it was not about me and it was not about the products and service. And that's what I'm out to transform out there in the universe that sales is not about you. 
It's absolutely not about you. It's about what people care about and what matters to them and what they want to fulfill on in their life. And the product and service is just a conduit. It's just a byproduct of, of being the transformation and change that you wish to see in other people. And so you as a salesperson, as an entrepreneur, as an influencer, you as that person has to actually undergo your evolution and in, in your transformation throughout the process. And that's why I'm so passionate to get this message out and to transform how people see sales and how people see entrepreneurship and business. And, and I'm committed to just, just transforming tens of thousands of lives over the next few years. I love it. And I love how passionate you are about it. I mean, for most people that are going to be listening to this on a podcast and not watching the video, I mean, if you guys could see Johnny when he's talking about his business, like he's a total hand talker. He's very into it. He, this is what he loves to do. And I love how humble he is about the whole thing, because I think there is a transition happening in the world right now where before you know, a lot of people who, who have had the success that you've had, have made the money that you've made, you know, wouldn't talk about it. They wouldn't express it because it makes people uncomfortable. And I think we're, we're seeing that shift change now where it's like, no, you know what? I want to know what, what you've done. I want to know your success because you want to surround yourself with the top five people in your life that are successful. And you, if you want to be successful, you need to know how those people did it, <laughs> right? It's not just going to happen. It's not just going to fall in your lap. You need to put yourself out there, surround yourself with mentors and people who can teach you exactly the steps that they took, those actionable steps that got them to where they are today. You want to be that person. You need to like literally embody what it is that they are, right? And I love that you share it. You're not scared to share it. You put yourself out there. Like, I just think that's really amazing. And I think that's something that the world needs to shift right now is, is, you know, there are these things that you can do from home. You can learn from home. You can have these skill sets that are going to give you the life of your dreams, but unless you're willing to go after them, they're just going to sit there in the universe and the universe is just going to be like, well, if you didn't want it, so I'm going to give it to somebody else, but you have to go after it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, definitely. And what you're saying there is it's a choice and there's a responsibility about it. And that's what I'm hearing behind what you're saying. And, uh, and yes, it's an absolute choice and, and you have to take responsibility because nobody's coming. No, nobody's coming for you. You know, no. everyone wants to wait on God. Everybody wants to wait on, you know, the perfect timing. And what I've learned being around these seven, eight, nine figure entrepreneurs for the past seven years, helping them scale their programs and increase their impact to the world. What I've really truly seen in them besides having a sense of urgency and implementing fast, right? What I've seen in them is that they take more responsibility for their life because on the other side of taking a lot of responsibility is true power. Yep. It's true power. You have more power in your life when you admit when you admit that you're not doing what you're committed to doing, when you admit that you need to up-level yourself, that yep. yesterday's transformation is tomorrow's ego trip, yep. that anything that you changed and evolved yesterday is irrelevant because you're a constant evolution of yourself every day that goes by. And that's what I focus on a lot in my training and development with salespeople. So I love that you said that, actually. Well, and you actually brought something up too that um, sparked something inside me where when I did my last mentorship program, I was really lost. I was like, I don't know what direction I want to go in. I don't feel aligned with what I've been doing. 
And within that process, and it's so funny, I was sitting in this chair looking towards my kitchen the day that it happened. And it was like this light just went off. And I was like, do the damn thing. Like, just do the damn thing. Like, rather than sitting there and being and feeling sorry for myself and sitting in that victim mentality and, you know, wondering why these things weren't happening for me, just do the damn thing. Get off your ass. Take the steps. Take the classes. Take the courses. Do the things that the actionable things that are going to get you those results rather than just sitting there and like copying what everybody else is doing. You still have to feel aligned with it. You still have to feel that passion and that thrive. And um, I think something that, you know, weighed heavily on me was the fact that I was doing what everybody else was doing in the exact same way. And it didn't, it didn't jive with me. It didn't feel right. I felt like I was in a box. I was just another cookie cutter that was being put out there to say the same speech, the same spiel that everybody else was saying. And it wasn't working for me. And I really needed to find that, that thing that, that made me feel alive again. And it all came down to like just doing the damn thing and really understanding who I was as a person again, and not just who I was as a salesperson or who I was as a network marketer or a digital marketer, whatever that might look like. It was just, I'm me. I am who I am. I don't have to be that thing that everybody else is, but I want to embody that passion and that power that the really successful people I'm following have. Do I have to be just like them? No, but I want to have that same passion, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I'm totally right there where you, I'm picking up what you're putting down actually, <laughs> um, for sure. Uh, so what it sounds like, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, just to kind of, not to hijack your interview or anything like yeah, that. No. I'm just curious to know like, uh, you know, so it sounds like you were intellectually connecting with all the right information and tactics and strategies out there, but just something emotionally wasn't connecting that made your mindset agree with your heart set that allowed you to really drop into applying the knowledge and systems is what I'm hearing. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, totally. And I, I just like, I was all excited about making money, right? Let that's like, let's be real. That's what everybody who gets into an online business. That's the first thing that they're thinking of is I want to make money and I want to make it fast. Um, my problem was, was that once I started getting into it and the money wasn't coming, I had to figure out where that disconnect was. And yeah. it, it just came down to me and my choices and, and that, you know, I wasn't aligned with what I was doing. Um, I was doing it because it's what everybody else was doing at the time. It was what other people were making really good money at, but it wasn't for me. And I had to, I had to shift that And it, it, you know, it took me down a peg, which is fine. Um, it was a learning curve for me and it, everything happens for a reason, right? The universe puts things in, into your path for a reason. And it's up to you to make those choices on which direction you want to go. Um, so yeah, you're absolutely right. There was just that disconnect heart and mind weren't connecting in, in what I was doing at that time. So reevaluating, coming back to full circle and understanding what it was that I was truly passionate about. And yeah, I, you know, here I am today working with people like you, working with people like Jeff Hughes, um, sitting in webinars with Mark Lack and going to his events and like all stuff like that. Um, just, you know, re-sparked, reignited what it was that I really truly wanted to do. And I'm glad that things have happened the way that they have, because I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be the person I am today if things didn't happen the way they did. So Absolutely. Yeah, I don't regret anything. That's for sure. Absolutely. And, and yeah. we leverage the, those inflection points are what causes us to undergo, you know, the transformation that's required so that we can get out of any stage that's, 
you know, putting us in this space where we're not good enough or, you know, we enroll ourselves in these cassettes. Like they're these cassettes that we think that they're going to make us millionaires because the way we listen to the stories we tell ourselves, we yeah. think that they're filled with gold and, and, and all the things that we're going to, are going to bring us, you know, all the joy and wealth in the world when in reality it's just us living in pain and fear. And so everybody has those stories that come from their past. And in my stories where I wasn't, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not lovable. And I think that we're not seeing a lot of that really talked about in social media. And, and it's why I, I kind of stay out, I stayed out of social media for two or three years because, you know, I, I didn't see the vulnerability. I didn't see the connection that humans have to each other. All I saw was that technology was furthering our distance from ourselves and showing people this perfect lifestyle that nobody freaking lives, you know, and, and it just made me upset at how social media was. And I just refused to get on it. And what I realized was if I was judging something out there, then I probably still had something to transform within myself. And now I'm on social media. Now I'm posting because winners like Conor McGregor says, winners focus on winning you know, uh, you know, losers focus on, on winners. And, yeah. and, you know, that's, that's, that's the focus. There's nothing wrong and arrogant about that statement. It, it's if you're winning and you're focused and you have tunnel vision, nothing that anybody can do or say should affect you because if it's affecting you, that judgment and fear has something behind that has something to do with the story you're telling yourself about how you're not good enough. And you're nine times out of 10 projecting and and really just putting out there and attracting what you already view about yourself in the world. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and so when I made those changes, when I underwent the transformation, when I traveled to the 26 countries after I made some money, I realized that happiness wasn't this external thing outside of me. It was actually within myself and I was responsible for my happiness. I was responsible for my finances. I was responsible for how I communicated with other people that made them feel a certain way. And so for anybody listening to this, you might've heard this before. You might've intellectually known it, like actually knew intellectually what she needed to do to make money, but emotionally it might not be dropping in for you. And I want to leave people with, people don't remember, you know, what you said. They remember how you made them feel. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's all about how you leave people because, you know, one of my favorite books, How to Win Friends and Influence People, human beings just want two things. They either want love or they want to feel understood and important. And part of feeling understood and important is listening to what matters to them and being curious about what they want to create. And so I live my life when I travel now, when I, I go build schools or water wells, because I don't just do it to travel selfishly anymore. I do something where I can contribute so that I can have a greater context of life so that I never let money and external things, you know, create the happiness in my life that I need those things outside of myself in order to be happy yeah. because that's not true happiness. And so you know, I, I always focus on being curious with strangers when I'm traveling and having deep conversations with people I barely know because I feel like that's what it means to be a human being is you can relate to anyone in any place and traveling just, you know, perpetuated my success in sales and marketing because it allowed me to have a greater context of what people deal with and what struggles that they're under, what frustrations that they are, and that they're no different than you and I, regardless of where they are in the world. And when I saw that we're all the same, we just process our problems differently and we, a turn are a lot of people can 
you know, have two choices, right? They can, they can have something unfortunate happen to them and choose to live in victimization and their pain, or they can reframe that moment and that event and see it as an opportunity instead of a loss and have that become part of their purpose. Yeah. And that's a lot of what I focus on in my training and development is helping people realize that they're just this perpetuation of their past and they have to break the stories that they've enrolled themselves in so that they can unlock that they've only inherited this life that they have psychologically from ages zero to seven. I mean, this is nothing new. You can read 10 developmental psychology books, cognitive psychology. You can take a cognitive psychology, cognitive development psychology class at any of your local universities. And you can learn that the novel ages of zero to seven are where we really develop a lot of our personality characteristics and how we actually behave. And that we're just this, a lot of times an unconscious release of these unconscious behaviors of our past. And, you know, it's not really taught in school wildly. It's not really taught to focus on breaking those patterns. And a lot of people are unaware of it. It's an unconscious incompetence. It's something, it's unconscious. So they don't even know it's there and they don't even know that they don't know it. Right. So it's, yeah, they don't yeah. know, they don't know. And <laughs> it's not conscious to themselves. And a lot of people are listening. It's like, what the heck did he just say? It's like, <laughs> it's like they don't even know they don't know. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's like, you know, those blind spots that you and I can't see that we need a coach and a mentor and someone from the outside that can view the game. Like, just like Phil Jackson did with Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. He saw things in their game that they didn't see because they were in the game. They weren't actually looking over their shoulder as an impartial spectator in their own life, looking to alter their behavior because they didn't know that that that, that behavior was limiting what's possible for them. And so I'm on this pilgrimage to transform, uh, you know, salespeople and what's possible for entrepreneurs and, and, and people who really make a difference with influencing the world on social media that really care about their audience that really care about their prospects and, and really get them to develop themselves in a way that's a consultant that really cares about breaking these paradigms that people inherit from their past and just project in their behavior and just keep attracting the same result over and over and over. And they wonder why they're not happy. They're not fulfilled. They're confused. They have no direction. Uh, they're going through, you know, uh, you know, mental, mental health uh, concerns and a lot of mental health concerns that exist are because people don't have an environment where we're supporting them because we're constantly judging and perceiving things and living into the stories we tell ourselves or that other people tell us about ourselves and, and the people around us. And we're just projecting those stories and not helping people see that whatever's going on in their internal state is just a reflection of past events that they just inherited, that they didn't create the life that they have. They inherited the life that they have. They inherited the identity and characteristics. Mm -hmm. And it's important for them to realize that. And when they realize that and have awareness, they now have a choice that they can do something about it. And that's the power of choice. And I really truly believe that before you can have the power of choice and exercise the power of choice, you have to get at the nature of, of by which you came to be the human that you are today. You have to discover how you constructed your identity up until now and what that identity does to limit what's possible for you. Yeah. Once you 
break those patterns and you own those stories and you take that awareness and reframe your past as an opportunity to turn your mess into your message, to turn your adversity into your ambition, to turn your losses into opportunities, you start to become an absolute beast at reframing. Yes. And a lot of people ask me why I'm so good at what I do is because I've re reframed an entire tortured, mentally and physically abused past that I was. Yeah. And, and, and we can go deeper into that. I don't know how deep the listeners want to go. We can also go in on a future episode or you and I can drop in. Um, but I was put on this planet to inspire, to educate, to let people know they are not their past. They are what they create in the present now, and they are anything and everything that they want to create. Mm -hmm. And they truly need to believe that, and not just some cliche thing like you need to believe in yourself and really keep pushing. Like I'm talking, you need to find out how you became the person you are and realize it's an inherited process and that you didn't create the life and the personality that you have. It was just part of your environment and how you grew up. And, and that nature versus, versus nurture component, and that you have a choice to break those patterns because if you are where you are now, what's stopping you from getting to where you want to be is a, is a whole new way of thinking, a whole new way of believing, a whole new way of going about your life and taking the actions that are required to fulfill on what matters to you, what's important to you. Yeah. No, and I, I love everything that you just touched on. And to go even a little bit deeper into like, you know, how we're, how we develop as a child and, you know, get put into society. I mean, society in itself has created this paradigm of, of life as we know it. And I think for a lot of us, when we, when we go to make that shift, it's so hard for us to admit that a, we don't have to be this person. This is not, this is not the normal, like having anxiety, having depression, having, you know, all these self-limiting beliefs and these self doubts is not normal. You do not need to feel that way. It is your choice to feel that way. And once you understand that and you stop living in that victim mentality of, well, I am this way because of X, Y, Z. And you just say, no, I'm this way because I made myself this way. And it's time for me to fucking own it and move on with my life. Yeah. Like, that's a huge shift for me. And it's funny that you actually touched on that because when I was in my mentor program, <laughs> Jeff will laugh if he listens to this. <laughs> he, I remember being like, well, I was bullied as a kid. And he was like, were you? And I was like, I don't understand the question. <laughs> like what? Yeah, I was bullied. I cried every day. And he's like, but were you? And I'm like, okay, you need to like actually explain this to me because I'm not understanding what, like I was bullied. And he's like, He's like, okay, yeah, maybe you had you experienced an event in your life as a child and all these years you've told yourself that story. I am this way because I was bullied. When in reality, you are your worst bully. You've been beating yourself up. You've been, you know, in this victim mentality of you are this way because you were bullied for the last 20 some years, you know, let go of that. Let go of that fact. Do you think any one of those kids that bullied you are thinking about you right now? No, but you're giving them power because you're living in this victim mentality, this victim mindset. And the second I like thought about it and put it together, I was like, huh, <laughs> like that totally makes sense. And so many things made a shift in my life just after making that tiny connection of like, 
just let go of that story of being bullied, like let it go. Right. And, and move on. I mean, it was an, it was an event that happened in your life. It's not something that had to create you. It's not something that made you the person you are today. Right. You did after that event, you structurized exactly who you are. And if you structurized who you are today, then you can change to be whatever you want to be. But it, you have to, it's so hard for some people to wrap their heads around that and to let go of that. But, but poor me, right. And people have a hard time letting that go. Yeah. And it's like, it's like one of my mentors that spoke at a mastermind that I'm part of John Asroff and he's got a company called neuro gym and he's been studying the brain for 30 years. He had colitis from partying too much. And then he got obsessed with what's happening chemically in his brain. And he started really, uh, you know, researching the brain and the chemicals that happen in, in, in your you know, in your response to behaviors that in events that occur in your life. And, you know, and, and what you're touching on is why most people can't, you know, give a, give up on those stories that they tell themselves that like they have this event that happens and that's all that occurred. And then they can't, they keep collapsing that with the story that they tell themselves. And so that event is like, like just totally smushed into the story that they're telling themselves and they can't distinguish the two and because they can't distinguish the two. And because there was such a, like Joe Dispenza talks about an emotional signature that was left on their subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. It keeps perpetuating itself in the conscious self because you know, our, our subconscious mind are 98,000 bits per second versus I think our conscious mind is something like, you know, 2000 or 200 something radically small and so we're much more powerful with our subconscious mind and when these there's two ways people learn right that's emotional experiences and spaced repetition when we have these big emotional experiences you know it leaves a signature on our subconscious mind and chemically we get almost addicted to that pain mm -hmm. and so we feel alive because we feel the anxiety and the stress and the pain and it it releases this chemical response from our brain to our body that keeps reminding us that we're alive. Yeah. And so I think a lot of people are unfortunately addicted to the chemical response that happens automatically, but also because the emotional event was so significant, it left the signature that's deeply seated and embedded in their design of their identity mm -hmm. that it takes, a, it takes another emotional event and spaced repetition of practicing the transformation and making the choices in alignment with not living out into those stories that allow you to have the transformation. And that's why my mentor say yesterday's transformation is tomorrow's ego trip because transformation is a mountain really with no top. You got to keep going. You got to keep growing, expanding, listening to podcasts, changing your behavior, stacking habits, really getting to a point where you're a constant evolution of yourself and you're never the same person from yesterday. Yeah. And that's what I want salespeople and entrepreneurs to live their life in accordance to, because I know that everyone's got gifts. Mm -hmm. Everybody is a gift from God and you, each and every one of you out there that's listening to this is an absolute treasure. You're a treasure. You're a gift. You're, you're like a star that's unique. Yeah. And just like a star, you're contracting and expanding and you have a certain life to you and your energy comes from how you operate and how you feel about yourself. And a lot of your self image and what you feel about yourself is so based in the bullshit of the past that you need to just 
be able to do the seminars, do the workshops, do what's required to get yourself into an emotional experience at an event that's going to leave that huge emotional signature of a positive reframe of the past. Take your past, reframe it, and then live your life in purpose instead of pain. In, 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 in your life purpose versus your, your, your struggles and what you've been through and how you've experienced so much. Everybody's experienced different things and I'm never gonna discredit the level of pain that someone's experienced in their life. We all go through stuff and some people go through, you know, what we perceive as worse than our situation, right? It's a perception in the end of the day. Yeah. Um, you know, how worse something is, is their own perception living out in their life and how it's controlling their behavior. So yeah. someone could have a less, uh, you know, a less, a, a, a not as bad of an event and comparatively to the consensus of what people perceive, right? But they could be affected by it so much more than someone who actually went through way more than them on paper. Right. So the degree of which you react to things can be altered. And, you know, and it doesn't matter what you've been through, you know, in, in so far as what's possible for you and what you can do and choose actively every day to, to live. You know, we're only on this planet for such a short amount of time. Why live in pain? Why live in frustration? Why live in sadness? Why live in depression? You have a choice where you can get out of it. And some people just don't know where to go in order to get that awareness. So I recommend workshops and anything that is a seminar that is about identity construction and gets you out of you, know, you closing the computer or the book that you're reading to avoid the confrontation, which is your existence. Yeah. Anything that can get you in a room in a setting where your life is getting altered uh, by, by people sharing around you of what's things that they've been through so that you open up and you're willing to go deep. Mm -hmm. That's what ultimately changed my life. And I, I have some recommendations if people want to hit me up on social media and ask me what has made the biggest difference in terms of books and seminars and coaches and mentors. And I have no problem with, you know, answering anybody who reaches out to me, um, you know, in that process. But it's like John Astroff says, like, you have this chemical response system and you can literally control the chemical response system. And you're seeing people like Wim Hof who's doing these breathing techniques that's fighting off infections that yes. is able to swim in Arctic seas. Like you can do so much with your thoughts and your breathing. And, and it's, those are just free things that we're born with. And, yeah. uh, and so, yeah, so not to get yeah. carried away, but no, I, I love it. Place. I love it. I, like I said, when we were talking about what we were going to, what our goal was here, I was like, Hey, if we go off on a tangent, it's totally okay. <laughs> I know I'm all over the place. Everyone's like, man, how do you have so much information packed in that mind? <laughs> Cause you know, we stop yeah. learning. We're always growing. And when you love yeah. something and you're passionate about it, you just want to learn more about it. Right. It's like, yeah. It's like a surgeon. The reason they're a surgeon is because they fucking love it. And do they ever stop learning? Absolutely yeah. not. They're always learning. They're always finding another mentor, finding someone else to teach them a new technique or, you know, anything like that. It's no different than someone in the entrepreneurial space. If you love it, you're going to continue to learn. You're going to continue to love and you're going to continue to grow. Um, yeah. I was just want to take a step back a little bit on society and stuff and how, you know, we're such a, we're a society that thrives on negativity, right? Like you were saying, you know, it's so easy for us to look at someone else's story and, 
and think that, you know, they lived a really, a really terrible life or they had a really rough experience or a rough existence. And it comes down to perception, um, at the end of the day, but like, it's so easy for us when we are sharing our stories and you know the experience that we had that made it may have had a negative impact on us it's so easy for us to get into that game right you get sucked into that game of like well your my life was worse than your life or your life is worse than my life and you just go back and forth it's no different than you know you come home from work one day and you had a really shit day and you tell your husband or your wife like oh my God, I had such a bad day. What's the first thing that they normally say? Oh, well, if you had a bad day, you should, you should hear about my day. And then you just get sucked into this negative trap. And I think so many people in life right now, we need to get away from that. And under like, even if you did have a bad day, what did you learn from it? Why was it a bad day? Did you like, did it start out that way? And what can I do to change it so that tomorrow's not like that? And yeah. I think a lot of people have a hard time seeing that and being like, instead of like, just always living in a negative lifestyle and waking up the next morning and just continuing that perpetual cycle of negativity, being like, why did it start? Like, why, what was it that set me off? What was my trigger? What did I not sleep? Well, didn't I not eat? Well, did I not get enough water? Didn't I, did I not exercise? Like look at it as a lesson. If you had a shit day, don't let that weigh on you. Do something to change it. Yeah. Not every day needs to be shitty. <laughs> yeah. Do we yeah, have shitty days? Yeah, we do. But do they all need to be shitty? No. <laughs> yeah, I love what you're saying. And, and yeah, everyone, and that's the thing is like, again, in social media, you don't see anybody's bad days that's killing it in business or in mindset or whatever. And I think that's part of the problem is that people don't see how human other people are. And it just becomes entirely unrelatable for people. So I think, you know, we're coming to a time in our society where it's becoming really okay and actually celebrated to be vulnerable and that it's important to be vulnerable so that we realize that we're all on the same path and that we're in this together and that every day we have a new 24 hours to choose a new life that we get to live and that anything that happened yesterday, even though intellectually makes sense that it's in the past, people really need to do the transformation that's required to have them actually live in the present, which is now. And a lot of times you're, people don't realize the reason that they're not present with their husband or wife or their kids is because they're either living in their past or they're living too far in their future. And how you correct that is you realize that you're not your past or your future. Yeah. You are the person you are right now. And that, that moment that I just said now is gone in the past and life happens now and it happens now and it happens right now. It doesn't happen yeah. the second after or the second before. Yeah. So people can get that and listen to this and say, Hey, I get that Johnny. Um, I just don't really know what you mean. I really just don't know how to do that. I really just don't, uh, you know, know how to execute that. That makes a lot of sense to me logically and rationally, but I'm not really sure how to like how I go about actually doing that. And what I say to those individuals who, you know, are thinking about that or listening to this, uh, you know, and give me something actionable. Well, you know, hire a mentor, hire someone that's gone through some deep stuff that's overcome a lot of challenges in their life. You know, ask people what their stories are. What have you overcome? What are some of your deepest you know, challenges in life that you've experienced? What is something that you've never shared with anyone of something you really overcome? And, and, and what I call like, what I tell my salespeople, peel those onion layers back. 
when you get to the core of who that person is or what they've been through, you can really start to relate on another level that they're not used to because most people aren't willing to go deep. Most people aren't willing to peel those onion layers back and get to the core of who this beautiful human being that you're talking to is. Who this gift from God that's just like you that has different gifts that is on the other end of the phone, that is on the, on the other side of the table in the conversation with you. And that's what I do. I, I get to live my life expressing my gifts and finding others. And it's like William Shakespeare says, do you, the, the meaning of life is to find your gift. The purpose of life is to give it away. And I truly believe that my gift is helping people discover that you know, who they are is just a collapsed version of all the past moments of themselves and that their perception isn't their reality and that what's possible for them is anything if they can just reframe the past. They can just get aware, discover how they got this identity constructed and inherited this identity and then break those patterns and then go off to create the life that they want, live life on their terms, design it in a way where they're not chasing money and scarcity, that they're living their life in abundance and they're living and operating on a purpose and they're doing things for other people because they're putting people first and profits second. So I teach all my salespeople the first things first, the prospect at the other end of the phone, the first thing that they want to know is what's in it for me and what's in it for you. And when you can reverse that process and tell them wholeheartedly and authentically with the bottom of your heart and truly mean what I'm about to say, you can connect with anyone and say, hey, listen, Ashley, I know you're calling in about our product or service. I know you're calling in about our coaching program or our mastermind. And I just want you to know that I'm absolutely committed that you get a lot of value and that you're left in a better position than when I found you. And I wholeheartedly mean that because I'm only as successful as the amount of value I add to you, Ashley. And I'm not attached to you doing this program. I'm committed that you get the transformation, you get whatever challenges you're going through, you get all the resources you need to succeed without actually having to spend money or purchase anything. And that's the first thing I say on every single enrollment call. And that's something that's not taught in the old sales techniques and the old books, the movies that are always like, always be closing attention, interest, decision, action, right? Yeah. It's like you got Alec Baldwin and he's at a dealership saying coffees for closers. Now those movies are freaking <laughs> entertaining. Put that coffee down. Coffee <laughs> for closers. I have an $80,000 Beamer in, in the parking lot, bucko. You know, I, I, I love those movies for their entertainment value, but I think yeah. what it does is it shapes people's perception of what they feel like they need to do when they're selling or what ego they need to live into. Why I dress nice on a Sunday when most people aren't willing to is because there are a science around looking good and feeling good. Do sometimes I wear my Lululemons and, and, and chill out? Yes, I do. But when I know it's going to make me uncomfortable or it's going to challenge me to wear this. I'll go, I'll go out of my way to do something because then it's building the mental fortitude for the things I don't really want to do. That's yeah. about other people because it's not easy to make a difference with salespeople. It's not easy to help them get out of the way of themselves. It's not easy to help them access who they became, who they are now and how they became that way and how they need to transform and go through their transformation in order to make a difference with people on the phone. Because what's stopping people on the phone probably shows up everywhere else on in their life. 
So what stops salespeople is that they still have their BS and their baggage in the space between them and the prospect. And until they start to work on themselves more and start to develop habits and break, you know, who they became, right? Who they inherited, the the identity that was inherited, not the one they created. Until they break those patterns and work on themselves, they're never going to be able to make a difference with people on the phone. They're always going to have something that's about getting something from someone. They're always going to have something where I need this money. I need to be able to transact this sale. And when your heart and focus is on that and not on the student, the client, the prospect, and really leaving them in a better place than when you found them, then you're, you've lost the sale from the get-go. Yeah. So a lot of work that I do is putting people first, profit second, and really lead with the helping hand and really really be there for what they care about, what really matters to them, because you're a catalyst for them to access themselves and what's possible. That's all you are. You're a catalyst for their change. You're the starter to their transformation. You're the person that gets them to stop living it in their limiting beliefs because everybody around them in their circle of influence doesn't believe them, doesn't push them, doesn't make them drive towards what their purpose is and tells them that they're not good enough or they've enrolled themselves in those stories. And when they get on the phone with you and you're just trying to force your agenda and force an outcome, they perceive it as manipulation, convincing sales. This is why I don't like salespeople. This is why I don't like sales. And salespeople need to be responsible for that, that they consumed and inherited content from the old sales paradigms, from the old movies, that even though they have, you know, entertainment value, they have no value in the new economy. The buyers are savvy. Salespeople are saying the same thing like everybody else is saying, and they all just sound like they're unconsciously selling and they're basing everything in scarcity and forcing the outcome and controlling the conversation and avoiding communication and withholding communication. And people can just smell it. People are, people are a lot smarter than they were 50 years ago. There's intelligent buyers. People read psychology books. People know what you're doing when you're using tactics and manipulation. People know what you're doing when you're using strategy. Yeah. And so what I teach isn't strategy. It's not scripting. It's not, it's not have anything to do and based in anything from the past. It's having an authentic conversation where you're discovering where their needs are, their problems or frustrations, and you're not doing it so you can force your agenda. You're actually seeing what would add value to them. And it's like Zig Ziglar. That's the only old timer that I seem to agree with besides Jim Rohn. And selling 101 in his book in chapter one, he talks about integrity and he talks about If you want to have integrity in sales and do the right thing, well, then you don't overstate the facts and benefits. Don't convince people to take action on something that isn't a good fit for the needs that they have. Because if you overstate the facts and benefits and you just sell people into your programs and products and services, then you're going to attract the wrong people and you're not going to be able to continuously have success. So if you actually want success long-term selling the same product to the same people year after year, like I have, and then go off to help other people with different products and services because I've created this replicatable process for people, uh, you know, which I call the seven pillars of sales success. Yep. Um, you know, when you've done that and you can replicate that and you make it about the student, the client, the prospect, man, you'll be able to, as a salesperson, as an entrepreneur, you'll be able to sleep better at night. You'll be able to, you'll be able to see that you get to live a life. That's a gift to others that you really inspire people. You'll get emails like I do where it's like, 
five paragraphs, sometimes five pages about how I altered their life because I decided to get up, get uncomfortable, wear a suit and get on the phone and talk to them about what matters to them and show them that they're not their past and that they can do anything. If they just put their mind to it. And that if they understand that, that they just have to focus on their vision and their purpose in life and their why and get real deep with what their why is and live out of purpose instead of fear and scarcity and indecision. When you can do all of that on the phone, that's when you're freaking powerful. That's when you'll make a difference with anybody. That's when you won't be forcing results. That's when you won't be trying to just get an outcome. You will actually be out there with people present with what they want to create, what matters to them and help them overcome any blocks, fears, frustrations, concerns, and, and, and you get to be an absolute amazing contribution in the world for them. And that's why I'm so passionate about it because it's so freaking fun to yeah. change people's lives. It yeah. really is. Yeah, it, I completely agree. And I think that's where, um, like in my own personal experience, when I made my transition back more so into like health and fitness, because it's something that I love, that's where my passion started to get reignited again was because I know that I get results for people. And as soon as I stopped making it about, you know, me making money on selling a program or selling a fitness routine or whatever, and I made it about just helping women feel confident about themselves again and wanting to just feel good in their skin, yeah. everything changed for me. It became a completely different experience. It wasn't about making the money anymore. Now I get high on like getting results for people and getting them stoked about being healthy and happy. And, you know, when they tell me like, Oh my gosh, my routine is so much better now. And I get up early every morning. And the first thing I do is a workout and Oh my God, I'm so sore today from that new program you put me on. I'm just like, yes, like that is what drives me. That's what makes me happy. And as soon as I made that connection, everything changed. And I think a lot of people like you were saying, they just need to change that paradigm. There needs to be that shift from like that old sales mentality to like, you're literally just helping people. Mm -hmm. Just fucking help people. <laughs> like yeah. fill your cup by filling theirs first, right? It's yeah. not about the money anymore. The money will come. Money yeah. is just energy. So if you put that positive energy out there, that and something else is going to come back to you, right? That's it's yeah. just yin and yang. It's the way the universe works. I love that. I love that. So, so you help women with their self image and their body and helping them get results. And, and just curious, like, what is it that made you passionate about that in the first place? Um, probably my own shift, right? Like when I started to dive hard into it and I got myself a coach and a mentor and started to get those results and feel really good about myself. I was like, man, like I want to do that for other people. I want, I want everyone to feel like me. <laughs> right? Like, I just want everyone to be like, I want every woman to, you know, when the spring sales come out and those bathing suits come out on the racks and they're looking at those bathing suits, like there's no fucking way I'm ever going to wear that. I don't want them to think like that anymore. I want yeah. them to look at that bathing suit and be like, fuck yes, I'm going to be wearing that in June. Like, hell yeah. Like yeah. that's where I want their mentality to shift. Like look at things as a positive and not as a, a, as a roadblock anymore, but as something to work towards, something to learn, something to become really good at and, and just feeling really good about themselves. And I think a lot of women, like even on my virtual workouts, a lot of them will be like, I don't want to be on camera. And I'm like, that's fine. You don't have to be on camera. I just want you to show up. 
Like, I just want you to do the work and you have to understand, like, you're not going to get to that level of success if you don't do the work. You still have to put in the effort, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like 50% of success is just showing up. Yeah. Right. You just have to like get off the couch, man. Like, (laughs) Cool. So you give women a lot of confidence to just be how they are and however they are works. Mm -hmm. And you just provide that space for them where they could really transform their body and their self image and the confidence that they have about themselves and really get true results. And that's something that you're passionate about because you underwent your own transformation and it felt so good. And you just wanted that experience for others. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I want, I want women to understand that it doesn't have to be complicated right? Like I see, and it drives me nuts when I'm like scrolling through my social media and women are like, Oh, I'm trying Weight Watchers and keto and paleo. And I'm like, honestly, go back to the fucking food pyramid. It's that simple. Like look at the food pyramid, eat your proper portions and you'll be amazed at what happens to you. Like people just, they think that, you know, keto is going to solve all their problems. Well, technically keto was developed for people who were sick and dying, first of all, to help them gain weight. It was for cancer patients who needed that extra fat in their body so that they survive chemo. Mm -hmm. Why all of a sudden it's like this magical thing that like every single person on the planet is doing is just ridiculous to me. And I think it's unhealthy. It's not sustainable. Um, Will it get you results? Sure. But the second you stop being in ketosis, you're going to put that weight back on. And I think that's what a lot of women don't understand is they're like, but I'm looking for that magic pill. I'm sorry. It doesn't exist. (laughs) Do the work, eat properly and your clothes will fit. I'm just telling like that it's that simple. And that's what I try to teach women is that it doesn't have to be this complicated, overwhelming thing. It's literally just knowing your food groups, knowing what foods fuel your metabolism and you know, not taking everything with a grain of salt. Like if you sit down every single night and you inhale a b- chocolate bar, well, of course you're not going to get the results you're looking for. You know, yeah. you have to look at these things as like everything in, in proportion, right? Little bits here, little bits there. Don't restrict yourself. Like don't do these crazy sugar diets and, you know, no carbs and no fat and yada, 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 just proportion it. It's just that simple. (laughs) Like that's what I teach women to like add that to every aspect of your life. It doesn't need to be overwhelming. It doesn't need to be overcomplicated. It is very simple to live a happy existence. You just have to do the work, show up, do the damn thing. Right. Yeah, totally. Love it. So you really just help them simplify the process, show up and be consistent and, you know, and just, and just do the work. And th- those are the big things that you focus on with yeah. your clients that help them get results is what it sounds like, which is really yeah. awesome. Yeah. And like we go in even deeper, like when people get into my advanced programs and stuff, we do dive really hard and heavy into mindset. And mm-hmm. I, what I love about that portion of my program is that that's where I really see women break free. Um, you know, and they, they get very personal with me. I learn about eating disorders. I learn about, you know, issues with their families and their parents and people in their lives that, you know, helped shape who they are and why they, they, they still feed into that, right? Like that, that trust barrier finally breaks down. And when that wall comes down and they finally open up to me, 
that's when I see their results really happen. That's when they start to let go of all of that victim mentality and they just start doing the work. And all of a sudden they're like getting the results that they love and, you know, they're thriving and they're, you know, open to those really awkward, difficult, challenging conversations that they've been putting off for a really long time. And they're digging in deep and, and understanding their story. And I think that's where the transformation begins is they just have to break, like you said, peel back those layers and get to the core of who they really are as yeah. a person, right? I love it. I love it. And, um, and so, yeah, so that's awesome. And I can see you're very passionate about that and that you're really helping and transforming, you know, the way women go about their day and how they focus on their mindset and the actions that they take and, and the consistency that they should have and simplifying the process and not just looking for a quick fix, but do what's required consistently, and, you know, to, to get the results. And yeah. it sounds like you're really you're really making a lot of progress with people and producing a lot of results. What is most important to you? Like, what's the big picture for you? Like, what's the big why? Like, why is this important for you to do in the world and make that difference? Wow, that's a loaded question. <laughs> I'm sorry, aren't I interviewing you? Um, <laughs> I want to show, show the viewers that if you, if you just ask the three or four questions I just asked you, yep. you can really connect to why someone wants to, to work with you or to be in relation with because when someone wants to be relation in you, they care about three things. Yeah. And, and my mentor taught me this. I did a John T. Maxwell six-month leadership program with the top master coach that they have there named Chris Robinson. Okay. And he's been a friend of mine for years, and he coached me through a lot of leadership stuff, which I found that sales is really leadership. And leadership isn't being an authority and telling people what to do. True leadership is servant leadership. When you're actually helping and serving others and seeing how you can be of support and be resourceful with them and help them get to where they want to go and get from their current state to their desired state. Yeah. And so when I took that leadership program, I found out that people care about three questions on every call. Number one is, can you help me? Yeah. That's the first question. The second question that they care about is, can I trust you? Yeah. Are you trustworthy? Do you have the results? Do you have, can you help me? Is, do you have the frameworks? Like, do you have the know-how? Do you have the credibility? The, tr the trust is, can I trust you with my money? Can I trust you with my time? Are you credible? Are you consistent with what you say? And do you have integrity? And then the number thing, the, the third question that they care about that's most important is, do you care about me? Yeah. Do you care about me? And people don't care how much you know. Like they say that quote, they don't care how much you know. They, they care how much you care. <laughs> like they care about like what you, how you make them feel. And, you know, they, they care about you understanding them. And so why I asked you those questions is because I want to show the viewers, if you just ask people what they're passionate about, why it's so important to them. And through that process, you recreate what they're saying and, and serve it back to them so that you're on the same page. It, yeah. connect, it, it has this relatability and connection that really makes a difference. And I want people to leave this podcast episode with, you know, three things that are actual and it's, you know, why are you passionate? Why are you passionate about that? Or where did you develop that passion? Where does that passion come from? Yeah. Why is it important for you to do what you're doing? And what are some of the results that you've been able to produce? Or, you know, where do you want to take this thing? And like, what's, like, I get that that's the immediate focus, but then what's the big picture? What are you ultimately looking to do? What matters to you so much that makes you committed to this, makes you want to take action on this now? 
Yeah. And, and that's what I focus on so that you can build a deep relation with someone so they can know that you care so that you're listening to them and you're actively giving them back what they say to you. So they know you're on the same page because yeah. we're all just doing this together. It's not me and you, it's us. We're moving together, making the decision together to be in relation with each other. And whether it's a product a service, a podcast conversation, all you have to do is be curiously engaged and be about the person and what they care about. And you'll have amazing conversations. Oh, totally. And I, I truly believe, you know, listening is a skill set, and the power of being a very intuitive listener and just shutting the fuck up sometimes, mm -hmm. just shut the fuck up and listen. And I think yeah. that's where a lot of salespeople make their mistakes is that, like you said, they, they, they word vomit, they brain dump, they, they literally give them all the information in one sitting. And it's like in that initial meeting, you don't want to overwhelm your client, right? You want to listen. You want to, you want to know what it is. Why, why are they here? Right? What is it that they're really looking for? And that's a screening process for you too, because at the same time, you want to know, do I want to work with this person? Is this person the right fit for me? Am I the right fit for this person? Am I going to be able to help this person? But you, you're not going to know any of that if you don't listen. Right. Yeah. If you go into it thinking, I got to execute, I got to make the sale. This is how it's going to go down. You have it scripted, yada, yada, yada. Chances are that person's going to hang up the phone and you're never going to hear from them again. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, none of my processes for coaching sales, you know, if whether it's a two or three call process where you're taking them through from the first time that they meet with the salesperson to the time that they sign up for the program, the product, the service, very few parts of that call go into any details of what the next step are. Everything has to do with, you know, really three things. Number one, credibility. There has to be credibility. They have to know you're credible in order to trust that you have the results you're looking for. Number two is relevance. Is the product and service relevant to them in their current situation and the ideal state that they want? And number three is qualification. It's a two-way interview. It's not just, hey, this is a qualification. I have to see if you're a good fit. You and I are going to work together. It's got to be a win-win, and it's a two-way interview, and you have questions, and I have questions. Yeah. And so it's all about framing that conversation that once all your questions are answered and you feel good about us and I feel good about you, I'll invite you aboard the team, and all I would expect is a yes or a no, not a maybe. Yeah. And you know, and though, and that framing that conversation you know, is you have – and it's not salesy if you're framing conversation for a decision. If I teach you how to do it across three phone calls, if you're getting to that second or third call and they're not ready to make a decision, they're living in fear and you didn't do your job to get them to live in purpose. You didn't ask the right questions. You talk too much. Nine times out of 10 salespeople, when I go to their dashboard, whether it's Podio or HubSpot, I see they're talking 60 or 70% of the time, sometimes up to 80% of the time. A prospect's only talking 10 or 20% of the time. Mm -hmm highest form of selling and influence is asking questions that gets people to see something of value for themselves and access themselves. All we're doing is helping people access what their needs and frustrations are and how your product and service is the solution to that. And you're having really a values-based conversation. Do the values that they live in align with your values and beliefs and the values and beliefs align with the product and service and who they want to become in the process. And if that all checks out, and the credibility, relevance, and qualification is there, 
And that's the win-win I look for that I train on on every single call. So just gave people really a deep dive on the insights of how I teach, how I train and develop salespeople, how I help entrepreneurs grow their you know, packages from you know, seven figures to multiple seven and eight figures and do so attracting amazing clients with low refund rates, high retention, and people who at the back end are so enrolled in your process and excited to stay, become your biggest fans and start recommending people that helped your you know, bottom line uh, you know, and also increases your organic sales and, and helps you contribute to more of your marketing efforts. And that's what happens when you have an authentic quality conversation that's based in creating win-wins. And that's what's required in the new economy. And you can't sound like everybody else. And you can't say the same things. So if you're out there listening to this and you're an entrepreneur, or you're a salesperson, and you want to have an edge, call five of your competitors and go through their entire sales process and, and, and mystery shop them or have someone that you know that's interested in the product and service give you feedback on their process if you see that it lacks integrity to, to, to call them up and mystery shop, right? But if you know what conversations people are having and you have a completely different conversation and you're authentically about being a contribution, you're going to see some amazing things happen for yourself in your life. It's super funny that you say that, like call up your five competitors. Cause I do that on, Insta on Instagram and Facebook all the time. Like if other coaches and stuff pop up and I see something that kind of catches my eye, I'll sign up for their free discovery call. I'll see what they're all about and I'll, and I'll see if that's something that, you know, Oh, that was, I really liked that line. I liked how she worded that. I liked how she framed that, like that caught my attention. And if it catches my attention, then it's going to catch my audience's attention. Right. So yeah. mm -hmm. it's all market research, right. And learning how to structureize and how to frame your calls with people. Um, that's like part of my projects. Like I, I will do that every once in a while. If something really catches my eye, I'll be like, Oh, I'm going to check her out and, you know, learn about her discovery process. Um, yeah, I could freaking talk to you all day. Like you're just <laughs> full of knowledge. I love it. Um, so before we take off today, uh, yeah. I really want to talk a little bit about your nonprofit because yeah. I think that is just yeah. something that's so magical. Um, and I think that there's a lot of people that maybe have interest in starting a nonprofit, but they don't really know where to, where to start or how to get that off the ground. So yeah, I, I'd love to hear about that before we, before we sign off today. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I won't go too much into the process because if anybody does have interest in knowing the exact process, they can certainly hit me up on Instagram at the Johnny Anton, T-H-E-J-O-H-N-N-Y-A-N-T-O-N, -N -N, or they can hit me up in the email johnny at johnnyanton.com. And um, uh, I'll grab those links from you after and yeah. I'll make sure I put them in the write-up too so that people can get a hold of you. Yeah, and I'd love to add as much value as anybody that's listening to this. If you guys want to jump on a free call, if you want you know, me to help you and listen to one of your sales calls, I have no problem with helping anybody in your audience with sales. Um, probably not my ideal client uh, you know, to work with long term. So it's just something I love to do as a passion to help other people who aren't where I want them to be in, in, in business, to be a, a client of mine, but I've helped other people in the past in that way. And they've became a client because they grew from just my interactions with helping them. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. so, um, so yeah, so, so that'd be great. If you're not a good fit for someone, they'll probably end up helping you for free as long as you can add value to them. So figure out whatever you guys can add value to me or anybody out there that you want help from. And, and, and that's how you're going to grab their attention or grab their time. When you just want something, you're getting into that same scarcity yeah. conversation. That's not attracting you the money in the first yeah. place. 
So stop asking to take people out in coffee. Stop wasting people's time and just asking for help. Add value to people. See what they care about. Find out and be curious because like I told you, nine times out of 10, most people don't ask the questions that we went over today to discover what matters to people. And so that human being, whether a millionaire or a billionaire, they're not going to pay any attention to you because you're just like everybody else doing the same thing, asking for help. And, and, you know, and, and that's just not understanding the process. So, um, I just so want to touch, I just want to touch on something right real quick because yeah. that brought it up for me. Um, it, I feel like the online space and sales and marketing and all that kind of stuff. I feel like we're sort of transitioning to this digital age of horse trading. Yeah. You know what I mean, like okay. I'll help you if you help me kind of yeah. thing. Right. And we just barter and we trade back and forth and we all help each other. I feel like it's like this new digital age of currency where instead of trading money, we trade our value and we trade our services and we trade our help. And by doing that, we all lift each other up and we all build each other up. You know, it's no different than my, my buddy that I interviewed a little while ago, Lance Ezios. He has an amazing podcast. Like it's absolutely epic university of adversity. If any of you haven't listened to his podcast, you need to, um, but he's just, you know, a simple Canadian kid that is breaking out of the, the box and he's interviewing people like Elena and Grant Cardone. And, um, I think he just got Nicole Arbor on there. He's getting like these amazing, huge influencers, but do you think he just like reached out to them and said, Hey, like, I want to interview you. No, there was like a trade there. There was a barter of some kind. I will help you if you help me. Right. And that's what I love about this space is what we're creating as a, as a community and how we just help each other and we rise up together. It's just really cool, but we can, that was sort of, a tangent, but we can go back. <laughs> yeah. We could keep going on and on, but yeah, I just want to end up here. Like you asked. So my nonprofit's called through you through you.org. We're also through you org on Instagram. And so we're a nonprofit. We were founded earlier this year. We've been operating as a partner for over two years, almost two years now. And we started with our first trek in Malawi, Africa, which was one of the most amazing experiences of my life. Yes. Living in the village in Kafungu in Malawi and in the Chichewan language and the beautiful people of the Republic of Congo and just how gracious they were to have us in their homes. Their kids were, despite hearing that, you know, America was, you know, had crime and mass shootings and they've never seen anything like that. Despite their parents being so worried, they opened their village up, yeah. you know, into our, you know, just with open hands and had me and 15 of my friends and our nonprofit partner build on come into that village. We raised, you know, tens of thousands of dollars to build the school and 600 kids go to it today. Oh, and then, wow. Yeah. It's the most amazing. It gives me goosebumps. Still yeah. I was just like, Ooh, chill. <laughs> yeah. And it was this amazing. I realized that like when, and the thing was two, three years ago when I had, when I had done so well in sales and I put my money in a bunch of different businesses in real estate and I was really low on, on cash and funds. Like I was going through a tough time and transitions in my business and partners and whatnot. Um, you know, I, I put my like last $5,000 in my checking account into building the school. And that's the sign of abundance and just being psychotically abundant. You will see a whole new thing open up for you where when I put my last $5,000 in my bank account, most people will, uh, into a school, most people would perceive that it was stupid. I should have focused on getting more cash. I shouldn't have put myself in that position, you know, and, and people, and people ask me, why did you do that? And I say, 
Well, because I knew that I had a skill set that didn't ever, it wasn't ever going to allow me to not have money in my bank account and that I could have all these investments or any failed businesses. And I still have this skill set where I can go to any company and grow their business and produce commissions and change a lot of lives in the process. And that I get to live my life in purpose and not in fear around money. Yeah. And so there was a book by Kyle Cease. If you haven't read it, you need to read it. Illusion of money. Most people make decisions based on scarcity around money and then their paradigms of money come from their past as mm -hmm. we've talked about like many other things in life. And so my paradigm was just like the, if I put more money out and I buy, you know, these relationships with mentors and I have all, you know, this money going out and I'm generous and I'm overly generous, I'm going to be so abundant that I'm going to be able to attract money whenever I want. Mm -hmm. And so from there, my business exploded because I became a different human being after I went in Africa and lived in the village for a week and built that school with the village and seen how hard the Chichewan people worked and the way that they used tools from over a hundred years ago because we couldn't get access to like the most amazing tools in that part of Africa to see them work so hard and have this in our homes and the fact that they eat a mango a day and, and a doughy sima bread at night and that's all they eat. And their, their woman will, will, will walk two miles every morning with 40 pounds of water on their head with no hands, just walking straight with a baby on their shoulders. Yeah. And they'll go and walk and get us water so that we can bathe, so they, they can cook it and heat it up so that we can have clean water to, to bathe. And, and wow. uh, you know, it, it was just an amazing experience. And it changed my life. And 15 of my friends, 10 of them were like, let's start a nonprofit and do this and show people what this transformation is going to be like. And two years later, we've built two schools, one water well, and we've got four new projects coming at the end of this year. We had to move two of them because of what's going on with the yeah. health crisis in the world, unfortunately. Um, but, uh, you know, we built a water well in Dominican Republic, a school in, in Guatemala, and every single person that's been on one of our trucks has said it's truly one of the most life-changing experiences that they've ever had and that they produce results in their business, their life and their relationships that they didn't even know were possible because they became this authentic human being that realized that we're just like everyone else. And they were able to relate with people way more than they ever have. And it's just such a blessing that I continue to do it because it reminds me that this is not about me. You know, I have a tattoo on my arm that says Estamos and I never thought in a million years I would ever get a tattoo because it would just in the Middle Eastern family, it's just chastised. Right. And now I'm having a whole sleeve going up my arm of ancient Mesopotamia. <laughs> I've already got a quarter sleeve here. You can't see it, uh, but I got that done since we last met. Um, and I'm going to go all the way up my arm with ancient Mesopotamia stuff because it's just beautiful art and it doesn't yeah. mean anything, right? So, um, and it's, it's just cool and it looks good and, and it's awesome. And it's, yeah. I get to live my, my culture on my arm and, and show people what I'm passionate about and where I came from and, and why I'm this gift from God that is meant to inspire and educate and really be there for people. So, um, you know, just to wrap up through you org, you know, we're a nonprofit. We're an officially a 501 C three in America, a hundred percent of the money that we get donated to goes to the schools, the water wells, nothing is spent on operations. We have 10 people that work completely for free and they do so because they're running on just sweat equity and passion and just the connection that they had on these treks. And it's just amazing what we've been able to do. And we're so excited to grow this and bring entrepreneurs and, and salespeople 
so that they can connect with people more over the phone because they have a greater context of what's possible for human beings when they are no longer doing things just for themselves to just put money in their bank account and they're living outside of themselves and mentor taught me a lot a long time ago if you're not successful in sales or business or marketing or whatever it's probably because you're so focused on yourself you're so focused on your essential need the money for the food and the shelter that you're not living like what maslow talks about in the hierarchy of needs it's it's central it's the self-actualization it's who you are as a possibility it's who you are as the highest potential it's who you are as, as true source wants you to be it's someone who is about being innately generous because humans are just innately generous we want to contribute we want to love we want to connect yeah. and what stops us is the experience of life and the scarcity that occurs after we perceive a situation as detrimental that gives us fear to take action for what we care about and what our purpose is and so you know i just want people to come on these treks to experience what it is or get involved whether you're donating or you're putting in the time or whatever so that they can see that life really truly doesn't happen to us as victims it doesn't just happen for us as opportunities but it happens through me and through you at one person at a time and that's why we call it through you is getting people out of victimization and getting them into turning their adversity into ambition turning the losses that they have as opportunities for me and for you because life happens for me for you and it happens through me and through you and that's why we called it that I love um, it. That's you know beautiful. so yeah that's so awesome well good for you i just i love seeing how much success you've had in you know you're not even 30 yet right or are yeah, you 30 in may in you're like 30 in may yeah. <laughs> dirty 30 coming up you're gonna go there <laughs> i love you <laughs> i love it i love how much success you've had in your 20s. I mean, that it's just, it is so cool to see your passion and your drive and the lives that you're changing and like the nonprofit, like yeah. you're, you're doing so many amazing things in this world. And it's people like you who are truly making a difference and helping others, you know, make a difference as well. So yeah, I just, I love it. I'm so glad that we're friends. I'm, I love the connections that I've made in the last two years of my life and the people that I've come into contact with. And yeah, you're definitely one of those people. So I'm Aww. super, like super grateful to have you on the show today. Like, thank you so much for, you know, jumping on and doing this with me in such a short time period. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for all the kind words. And I, it's likewise, I feel the same with you. I knew right when we met, we just had this energetic connection. It was just a frequency thing. And I yeah. knew you were my peoples right away. And yeah. we just immediately started connecting and having fun and talking and getting deep with one another. So good time, good time. Hey, listen, like I really appreciate your time. And I, I value, uh, you know, I value, uh, you know, anybody that wants to reach out and get the help that they need. I, uh, you know, I appreciate the acknowledgement. I really got the acknowledgement about the success I've had. But for me, like, I just want people to be able to help their parents. I just want people to be able to travel. I want people to live their life on their own terms so that they don't have to be a victim and they don't have to have scarcity mindset when it comes to money yes. and being a contribution and connecting with humans and being curious all along their day. And so I'm committed that your listeners and anybody that hears this gets a lot of value and that doesn't have any shyness to reach out and that, you know, no matter how much success I have, you know, I'm, I'm a new person every single day and I have new choices to make about my life and the contribution I get to be. 
and I'm nowhere near where I want to be in life. And that is what's going to drive me and the collective to work together and expand the collective. And that, you know, as a conscious community and, you know, the millennials and so on that are going to carry this in the generations to come is that we all just need to be there for each other and push each other and expand and, you know, and help each other get uncomfortable so that we can get to the next level and push society and humanity to where it needs to be, where, you know, people who have a hundred billion dollars, you know, aren't just donating a hundred million to charities, but are solving real world problems of poverty and education and health. And I didn't want to be someone who was 60 years old and retired and had tens of millions or hundreds of millions of dollars to wait to create the change and transformation I wish to see. And I believe everybody should have clean water, should have, you know, should have basic education, should have medical care. And that's what I'm committed to creating in the world. So, you know, all the sales and marketing and consulting is just the vehicle that's going to allow me to really make that impact and change. And I invite people to consider what that purpose is for you, what you're committed to long-term that's going to ultimately make any of what you learn on today's podcast truly effective because that's what's really going to make it effective. I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, thank you so much. I'm so glad that you came on today. We are definitely doing this again. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I just want to let our viewers know that I will be putting all of Johnny's links in the write-up. So if you guys want to check him out on Facebook, Instagram, you're probably on LinkedIn, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. Any of those, you guys can check him out, reach out to him. You guys, he's a freaking fountain of knowledge. So if you guys want any sales tips, I would highly recommend reaching out to him and don't be like scared of his success or anything. He's just a guy. He's just a regular dude that just likes to sit and shoot the shit. So, you know, reach out to him. If you guys got questions, don't be afraid. The greatest things in life lie on the other side of fear. So take that as the end of our show today and love and appreciate you all. Have a good one. Get out there and do the damn thing guys. Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Do The Damn Thing Radio. If you found some inspiration to get off your butt and do the damn thing, make sure to leave me a review, leave those five stars, and hey, make sure to share this on your Instagram stories and tag me in it, at ashleyc.enrichedlife. See you next week.